Hello and welcome to Growing in Grace, a podcast dedicated to encouraging you in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Bella, and I'm so glad you're here. Every other week, we'll dive into God's truth together as we apply biblical principles to modern day questions, share what's on our heart, and learn what it means to truly grow in grace. I hope you not only enjoy listening to each episode, but you grow in confidence in who God made you to be. everyone welcome once again my name is bella and i am so glad you're here so today's topic is something that i am really really excited to share about some of you may know most of you probably don't but today the day that this episode is releasing august 22nd monday august 22nd is actually my birthday which is very cool that it landed on that date but in honor of it being my birthday i wanted to do something kind of special a little bit different than what I usually do so today in honor of my birthday uh this episode is 15 tips for my younger self 15 things I would tell my younger self looking back so this is going to be a really good episode and I'm super super excited to share this with you all so thanks for listening and let's get into it Like I said, I am so excited for this. I spent a really long time writing up my notes for this just because I had so many different things I wanted to share. So I kind of had to narrow it down a little bit. But yes, and so this episode will probably be a little bit longer than they usually are. My past episodes have been usually like 15 to 20 minutes. This one will probably be a little bit longer just because I have a like a list of things I want to go through. But all the things are super important things that I've learned and I think it's really cool. One quote that I posted on the podcast Instagram the other day from the first episode is sometimes we go through the things we do so we can help others by sharing with them what God has taught us through the experience we have. I truly believe that. So I did this because I want to encourage y'all, but I also think it's really going to be kind of cool to look back at this in the few years and the things that I have and see how they apply to me then. So I'm super, super excited about this, and I think this is going to be a really interesting episode. So I have a list of 15 things that I want to talk about today. So starting on number one, don't be afraid to be true to yourself. I think oftentimes we feel like we have to change who we are. We have to change ourselves to quote-unquote fit in with society. But God made us how we are for a reason. I know I've said that a lot of times, but it's so, so important. He wants us to be confident in who we are because we are how we are for a reason. We have a purpose. He has a plan. And he wants us to be confident. And it's okay if you're not perfect. Literally, no one in the world is perfect. They may seem perfect when you see them on Instagram with their picture-worthy outfit and looking fashionable and have the perfect background on the beach and the perfect vacation. But trust me they're not perfect no one is perfect and we can't ever live up to those expectations because they're impossible standards we're never going to be there no one is going back early in my life i switched schools i went from a public school to a private school and i went to a school where i didn't know anyone so this really applied to my life being don't be afraid to be true yourself trying to fit in i really did struggle with this being honest i was pretty lonely and I often felt like I had to change who I was to get people to like me or want to be friends with me 
It wasn't until I finally gave up trying to fit in and accepted that God made me exactly how I am that I found friends that liked me and loved me and wanted to be around me for who I am. And those friendships are a million times better than the ones where you have to pretend to be someone else. Because you're never going, you're always going to be one step behind. And you're never going to be fully comfortable being yourself around those people if you're acting like someone else and not being your true self. God made you a hard purpose, so step into that purpose. Number two, you are enough in Jesus. So this is a quote that is definitely thrown around a lot. And if you take it out of context, you can definitely lose the real meaning behind it. And while it does seem a little harsh, like being honest, we're not enough on our own. It's only with Jesus, with Christ, that we can be enough. Going back to the whole identity thing, I've often tried to find my worth and identity in things that I've done. The words I've gotten, the grades I got, the talents I had, or the words that I didn't get, the bad grades I got, the talents I didn't have, but that's just it. On our own, we can never fit up to those impossible standards, but in Christ, we can. In Christ, we are enough. Number three, uh, this is definitely a real one. There will be things you're not good at. That is just life. So, funny story about me. I'm probably one of the most unathletic people in the world, being honest, and I've come to accept that. I've literally had that, like, movie-worthy moment where the girl is last picked for dodgeball. That has literally happened to me countless times. (laughs) Like, that is literally me. Like, it felt like I was in a movie because that's what always happens in the movies, and that has literally happened to me. Like, being honest, I don't really blame them, though, because I know I'm not athletically gifted at all, and I would understand, because if I was them, I would not want me on their team, so I honestly understand where they're coming from. But, I mean, I know that's something I'm just not good at. But here's the thing. There will always be things that we're good at and things that we're just not good at. And that's just how it is. I've accepted that I'm not very good at sports. But instead of feeling bad about myself and my unathleticness, I know that there are things that I am good at. Talents that God has given to me. And I things that I actually enjoy doing. I love art and I love reading and I love writing. Those are things that I'm also good at and I enjoy. There are things I'm bad at and things I'm good at. And that is what makes me, me. So I don't have to feel guilty about those things I'm not good at. And I don't, I can accept the things that I'm good at and I'm bad at. That's what makes me up. That's just how I am. On to number four, be a warrior, not a warrior. Now I know for some of you, those two words I said probably sound like the same thing. But the first one's warrior, like a soldier warrior, and warrior, someone that worries, just for clarity. But this is a quote I heard recently from a speaker in my church, and I've just got to say it spoke right to me. <laughs> I'm a chronic warrior. When there are things I'm stressed out about, I can let it overtake me very easily and spend a lot of time worrying. But most of the time, the things that I'm worried about don't even happen. I waste all of that time worrying when I could have been doing something actually beneficial, something I actually enjoy, something that would actually help, like praying. Instead of worrying, pray. Be a prayer warrior. On to number five, you don't have to fit in to everyone else's expectations of you. Just be you. 
and that is certainly truth. This one hits me hard. I've often felt like I've had to act how others expect me to act, feel how others think I should feel, and I think all of us do sometimes just because of how society is. So like I said before, especially like in my school life, I've always kind of fit into like the shy, quiet girl stereotype, I guess you can say. And if I let it get to me, I can become trapped by that stereotype and feel like I always have to be shy or quiet or act how people think. Just because that's how others expect me to be. They expect me to be quiet like that. But really, that's not how I am. Their percep- perception of me is not really how I am. I'm just an introvert. I get my energy from being alone and I enjoy alone time. I like having a small group of friends that I'm close to rather than a large group of acquaintances, and that's just how I am. That's just how God made me. I'd rather have close friends than talking to a bunch of random people that I don't really like being around, honestly. And I know sometimes it can feel like being an introvert, being that kind of personality. You can feel kind of ostracized because I feel like the majority of people aren't like that. The majority of people would rather have popularity and have lots of friends than have true connections. Sometimes it can almost be a little funny because people expect me to be this quiet, reserved type of person, but when I do speak up, people actually listen. I remember there's this one time I was with one of my friends in a class and these guys next to us were trying to talk to her, but kind of like in a way that they were kind of making fun of her. So when I told them to stop because they were kind of making fun of her, They were very shocked. They expected me to fit into that quiet stereotype they'd always thought of me. Well, I'm not defined by what others think of me or what their expectations are for me. I can be confident myself. I don't need to act a certain way or look a certain way to fit in. I know I am how I am for a reason. On to number six, stay strong in your faith. No matter what, God's got this. Going back to the whole worrying thing, sometimes when things don't go the way I want them to, which oftentimes they don't, I can start to waver in my faith and maybe even doubt God's plan. I'm a planner. I like planning things out. I'm totally a list person. If you look on my notes app on my phone, you'll find hundreds and hundreds of random notes and to-do lists. I'm actually going to read a few of the things that I just saw scrolling through my notes app right now. Send... Send out order, put up school stuff, upload listing, clean room, pick out outfits, set alarm, post notes, film reel, read section four, study for Spanish quiz, put chicken in fridge, finish essay, study Spanish, go over review guides, schedule a post. Literally, the lists go on and on. Like, I have so many different notes titled to-do list. It's crazy. But no matter how much I plan or how many to-do lists I make, I'm never going to think of of everything. But that's just how life is. It's unexpected things happen. But no matter what happens, it's important to still stay faithful. God's got this, and he's in control. On to number seven, live in the moment. Like I said earlier, I'm a planner, and with that, I can spend so much of my time trying to figure things out and plan out everything instead of just living in the moment. Like, don't get me wrong, it's important to think about the future, especially as a student. When you're trying to figure out what you want to do in life, who you want to be. But we can't become so obsessed with the future that we forget to live in the present. I know it's kind of cliche, but live life to the fullest. God wants us to enjoy life. God wants us to have fun. Don't spend so much time mulling over to the future or even the past. Live now. 
Number eight, explore your interests. I'll admit, I do sometimes regret not sticking with the talent when I was younger. I did all the sports, even if I wasn't very good at them. Karate, piano, Girl Scouts, just about anything you can think of, I tried. And being honest, I never literally liked any of them. I felt like others around me could so easily find a talent or a skill that they were good at and enjoyed, but I just didn't. I always enjoyed reading and art, but I didn't really take it seriously until the past few years. And because of my love for reading, I also started writing. I would tell my younger self to not be so scared about what others would think. Art, writing, and reading are all very valid talents. Lettering, something I'd only discovered about a year ago, has had such an impact on me. I never even heard of it before, but I'm so thankful I did because now God has used that talent to spread his word, something I am so, so grateful for. It's never too late to explore talent, so you can step on faith and try new things. On to number nine, always take the high road. And this is something that I'll admit can definitely be a struggle. This is uh, something my mom actually told me recently, and it's had a big impact on me for sure. A lot of times we can easily become defensive and our first response is to be snappy back because that's the easy route. The easy route is to give in to that anger and bitterness and respond instead of reflecting. The higher road, the difficult road, is to simply forgive and show kindness. Way easier said than done for sure, but so important. One example I can think of, this actually happened pretty recently, so quick little story time. So as many of you know, I run Christ Designs over on Instagram, but I also run an Etsy shop called Shop Christ Designs. I've always kind of wanted to have an Etsy shop and run my own business. I think it's really cool to be able to do that. It's not really something I'm, well, I am serious about, but it's just something I really like to do in my free time. I sell a lot of different things, but my most popular uh, products are stickers. I make all my stickers by hand, and I put a lot of effort into making them. The other day, I got a bad review about one of my stickers about something that wasn't really my fault. The sticker had gotten damaged in the mail, which is something I had no control over whatsoever. But the bad review really took a toll on me, just because I always want everyone to be happy with their purchase. And even though I knew it wasn't something that was my fault, it still kind of hurt. I pretty much had two different responses I could do. I could get angry and mad about it, since it wasn't my fault. Or I could do the harder thing, the more difficult thing, and responding kindness. I ended up responding to her, and I sent her a replacement. Well, it angered me that I had to spend my own resources to send the replacements for something that I didn't even do. I know that it was the right thing to do. Long story short, it was worth it. The person didn't even end up changing their review, which kind of stunk, but I still know I did the right thing, and it was worth it. Always take the high road. It often leads to growth in character. On to number 10. Don't be ashamed of being mature. By the way, if you're one of those people that says mature, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. It is definitely mature. But on to this part. A lot of times growing up, it can be kind of easy to feel out of place from other people. For me, like while the other girls were fretting over their hair or which boy they liked, I just never really got into that. Those things are important, sure, but I always kind of felt ostracized basically for being mature. Not in how I looked or how tall I was, but I just felt like personality-wise. Because other people weren't like that, it can make me feel out of place. But here's the bad thing. Being mature 
is not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. I think as Christians, our actions and choices should always reflect that maturity. If you ever struggle with feeling immature on the flip side, there's a very simple answer. Reading God's word. While that does seem like the cliche answer, the Bible really does change us when we read it. The Bible is different than any other book ever written because it was written by God, not man. Reading God's word and getting true wisdom, not knowledge, but actual wisdom, will always grow your maturity and your relationship with God. On to number 11, make time for the things that matter. Oftentimes when we're busy, we forget to spend time doing the things that truly matter and have meaning, purpose behind them. I know I always feel convicted when I hear, I've kind of heard this a few times, but when someone says, I just don't have time to read the Bible or pray. I'm just too busy. I have so much going on. And then someone usually responds, then what's your screen time? You have time to scroll through social media, but not to read the Bible. And I'm certainly not calling anyone out on that. I do that myself. But it's true. If we have time to spend mindlessly scrolling, then why don't we spend it on the things that truly matter? Simple, because it's the easy thing to do. Watching reels and TikToks is pretty easy. It keeps you entertained and you don't really have to think about it. But it's also simultaneously draining you in your energy. Reading the Bible, on the other hand, may give you spiritual energy, but it isn't something you read to just feel good about yourself. When you read the Bible, you often feel conviction because that's how it was. Going back to what I said earlier, the Bible is unlike any other book ever written. So it's definitely different. It's not easy to pick up a book that calls us out on our sinfulness. It's not easy to pick up a book that tells us we're not enough on our own. It's not easy to pick up a book that convicts us. It's just not easy. But what we get from the Bible and not from our mindless scrolling is growth. We grow in our character and who we are and also in our relationship with God. That's something you won't get anywhere else. So make that time and be intentional. Number 12, be the first to forgive. Once again, so much easier said than done, but forgiving others isn't about the other person, it's about you. Forgive them, even if they didn't ask for forgiveness, even if they don't deserve it, especially if they don't deserve it. I've had many situations in my life where I've had to live this out, and it wasn't easy. There's always one situation that kind of sticks out to me when I think about forgiveness, and I think just goes to show the power of forgiveness. So going back, growing up, I had been best friends with this one girl that I went to school with. We grew up together, did everything together, told each other everything, and we were pretty close until I found out that I had to switch schools. So we promised each other we would stay friends, we would still connect, we would still call and hang out, and things were fine at the beginning. I started my new school, she started school, we still called and texted, and we even hung out together a few times. Then one day I texted her and she didn't respond. Now, Obviously, this wasn't a big deal because people are busy and aren't always looking at their phones. And I like, I totally understand that. Then a few days later, I called her. No response. And once again, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal because I figured she was busy or something. Then I waited a week, texted. Again, no response. After about a month, she hadn't responded to any of my calls or texts and unfollowed me. It felt like she had totally forgotten about me. After years of friendship, she had already moved on with her new friends in her new life. And that was really hurtful. She went on to her school being the cool, popular girl, and I went to my school knowing no one. Being honest, it took me many years to be able to forgive her. 
because what she did really hurt me. I resented her at the beginning. I did, but that ultimately did nothing. She didn't care, and she definitely didn't feel bad about it. So by holding that grudge and that bitterness, the only thing I was doing was hurting myself. Over time, I've definitely come to forgive her. She'll probably never know even how she affected me, or she probably doesn't even remember. She definitely didn't ask for forgiveness. But forgiveness isn't about what the other person did to you. It's about putting aside your grudges and hurt and heading in a different direction. Forgiveness also isn't a one-time thing. It's a choice you have to make each and every day to forgive the others and even forgive yourself. And I know that's hard, very hard. But ultimately, you have to give it to God and ask him to give you the heart to forgive. On to number 13, don't be afraid to share your faith. I believe as Christians, we're called to share our faith. The Bible says to go out and make disciples of all the nations. In a world that often tries to censor Christian beliefs, we need to be even stronger in our evangelizing. I know for me, someone who's usually kind of quiet, that's a little scary. I feel comfortable writing about my beliefs, but I'm not always as great at explaining or talking out loud about them. That's why I love Instagram and Christ Design so much. I'm able to combine art, lettering, writing, and my faith all in one. I think social media is such a great tool, a great way to share the gospel, and really anyone can do it. It's practical, and you can reach parts of the world you wouldn't otherwise reach. That being said, it's also important to be able to personally discuss your beliefs with others in person. I know I can for sure struggle with this. I have a specific family member I've been trying to reach and been praying for their salvation for years now. And honestly, sometimes I can start to feel like giving up. Every time I try, it seems like I just get shut down and it turns into an argument. But I know every Bible verse I speak over them, every prayer I pray over them, God is moving. No one is too far from God for him not to reach them. While they are not a believer now, I believe with all my heart that God will change their heart and turn your life around in a way that only he can. So if you're feeling like your evangelizing is going nowhere, I feel you. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes in the moment, it can definitely feel like that. Just know that no matter what, God is working through you, and he's using you to reach that person. Number 14, God's Godness. A simple tip, but so, so important. He's got this. And then lastly, on to number 15, definitely a great reminder, accept God's love for you and give that love to others. God loves you so very much. A lot of times as Christians, we hear that so many times that we become numb to it. God loves you. God's love is so powerful. It overcomes our trials, our mistakes. It even overcame death itself. No matter what your life looks like at the moment, God loves you. Because of that love, we can love others, even if we don't agree with them. Even if they don't like us, we can still shine our Savior's light by loving them. By loving others, you are being the change in the world and bringing others closer to Christ. And that, my friends, was my 15 tips for my younger self. This was seriously so fun to do. I loved writing the outline for this and kind of reflecting on these past few years and the things that I would tell my future self. So I hope that these encouraged you and that you can also use these in your life and apply them to your life. And I also want to encourage you every year on your birthday, write some things you give to your younger self, some tips for your younger self, some advice for your younger self. 
because it's so cool to kind of reflect on all that God has done each and every year. Super, super neat. So thank you all once again so much for listening, and I really do hope that this encouraged you. If you have a question or you're looking for some advice about something, feel free to submit a question. If you're on Spotify, then you can swipe down and you'll see the little box, the question box where you can do that. Or you can go on to my Instagram and there's a Google form that you can fill out for that. And both of the ways, either way you do it, is fully anonymous. So you can write whatever you like and it's anonymous. So I won't share your name or email or anything like that. So yes, thank you so much for listening and make sure you check out the Instagram for all the updates on this podcast, and I will see y'all next time.